Hello and welcome back to the Dentistry Podcast. Uh, today I'm joined by Emma Anastasi, Director at Diamond Dental Staff and Katrina Rees, Area Manager at Practice Plan. Um, we're tackling a very important issue today um, that I think has been talked about very widely throughout the profession, um, which is recruitment. Um, so hello both, how, how are you today? Hello, yeah, I'll be very well, thank you, how are you? Yes, all good here. And are you all right, Emma? I'm very well, thank you. Really excited to be joining you both today. So thank you so much for having me in. No worries at all. Thank you for joining us. Um, yeah, like I said, I think this is a very important topic to talk about. Um, we're going to tackle some, some key questions today and hopefully give our listeners um, some answers. So Katrina, I think we're going to start with you. Um, obviously, you're very well placed um, in terms of what practices are going through at the moment. So how are your practices feeling at the moment with regards to recruitment? That's a really good question. And I think the honest answer is they're feeling it's a very daunting task right now. Um, recruitment is a very long process in practices at present for all positions that they're recruiting for. There are a lot of other opportunities out there for everyone who is looking for a different job. Um, and it's an applicant's market, really. I think that's what's uh, very significant about now. There is such a demand. Um, and they know that if they are looking, there are practices in their vicinity that are also looking for associates or nurses or hygienists. So, you know, it's quite challenging out there. Um, and what I'm noticing about recruitment in general at the moment in the practices Everybody wants somebody who's ready to walk into the role and has got experience under their belt because the thought of training and having time to train somebody is just a bit overwhelming because they are so stretched at the moment in practice. So, um, yeah, it's all about they want somebody who can come in um, and there aren't that many people out there. Yeah, I mean, do, do you think when did these issues start? Has this been something that's hit practices particularly hard recently or has it been going on for a little while now? It's been going on for a while. I mean, I think we've all seen the decline in dental nurses and associates coming through over the years. But I think it's being felt much more now because the impact that COVID is having in practices in general, you know, there's a lot more need to be flexible because people are having to take time out due to isolating or time out to look after children who perhaps aren't going to school so um it, you know there's there's a scarcity people don't want to work full-time and there is that need for them to be very very flexible in the practice with the teams that they've got so it's really compounded what's already an issue yeah i mean you said that, that people don't want to work full-time and obviously there are these new kind of conditions that have come into play I think since Covid and and new attractions um, and, and demands that people are making when it comes to jobs and work-life balance. What what do you find are the main reasons that people are looking elsewhere at the moment? It's, it's hard working in the conditions that they are working in in practices. I think there's a number of different factors really um, number one, they're wearing PPE all day. So, you know, PPE 2, PPE 3, it's hard going. Um, all the additional cleaning and sops that they're working to, all the changes, it's very, very challenging. It's not much fun in the job these days. Um, you know, and uh, 
I just think people's mindsets are changing a lot. There's a lot more out there now as well. Yeah, yeah no, it's true. It's true. Um, I think maybe some of these grievances that they perhaps had pre-COVID have just been brought to light because of COVID and it's really showed them that there's there's out, there's more out there um, for them. Emma, would you agree with, with what Katrina was saying? What are the main issues you come across um, at Diamond Dental staff when, when practices are struggling to recruit? Um, absolutely agree with um, Katrina. Um, we saw a decline in dental nurses specifically um, when uh, Brexit was announced. Um, we lost a lot of our European nurses then, a lot of our Romanian, Italian, Greek nurses. Um, but also with the pandemic, during that three-month break or during the, the closures, um, I think a lot of dental nurses felt fouled by their management and leadership. Um, and a lot of dental nurses, well, I think they were the first to be made redundant. Um, before furlough and then they were sort of re-employed and put on furlough but trainee dental nurses were the the first to have been made redundant because as Katrina said working with um, you know completing AGPs and um, working in reduced teams dental practice just did not have the resources to have extra people around unnecessarily Um, and they didn't have the capacity to be able to provide that training so then during that time where dental nurses were re-evaluating their priorities, it might be that the family commitments changed or, um, or actually the demands, um, that family work-life balance, um, family commitment, uh, providing care for family members as well. Um, every, all the dynamics change for so many different families. Um, so it could be that. That, that was one reason. Um, so I'm just going by the feedback and everything that we've been discussing with our community members. Um, also, we found that um, team members just didn't want to be on public transport. They didn't want to be travelling over an hour just to get to work. Um, and then we're looking for local practices. Um, that flexibility, you know, traditionally and even still, there isn't that much flexibility within dentistry. Um, so there's a combination of so many different aspects that has had a massive part in the decline of dental nurses specifically. Um, so, you know, there was always going to be a, a big issue here. So during that during the pandemic, we were trying to encourage practices to take on trainees thinking, OK, long term wise, this is going to be an even bigger issue than it is. And that's where we're at now. Um, and now you think, I mean, you only have to go onto your phone and read the headlines and say that the supermarkets are up in their hourly rate. And actually, if you're on the um, the Facebook or in any of the dental nurse forums, there's so much upset about um, like um, supermarket um, team members being paid more than dental nurses. Um, just yesterday, we was on a webinar with Practice Plan um, on a topic of attracting talent to your dental practices. And we highlighted the need for dental practices have to do more. So it was generic. It wasn't just across the role of a dental nurse. But when you think these dental nurses um, are on, uh, you know, whatever hourly rate they are, they're still expected to pay their indemnity, their GDC registration, some of their CPD as well. So there's actually a lot um, on the dental nurse. Um, Yes, it's it's a a crazy time um, in that in that respect. I guess my top tip for practices would be to train and retain. We're running a course in um, December about sustainable recruitment in dentistry that I hope to share with you all. Um, but that's the solution now. It's not just about getting a job advert out. Once upon a time, a job advert would be to, um, you know, 
say okay we've got this opportunity in the practice we'll pay you to do the job now practices are having to say they're having to build a, an employer brand um, an employee value proposition which is you know saying that we'll pay for your training or we'll give you a career plan or we'll give you all these incentives or you'll be a part of our team and we can help you with this and mentoring and and so and so because yeah their priorities have changed people don't just want to go to work and do the job anymore they want to feel part of the team they want to grow um grow the practice grow the team and, and really feel part of something yeah no absolutely that was, that was some really good points made there and i think before we move on to talking about what it is that practices can do to retain staff and attract the right staff um maybe it's i think it's worth talking about the, the differences um across the uk so obviously you you Katrina, you deal with a, a specific area of the UK, and Emma, yeah. I can imagine when you're looking at recruitment and things like that, it's not just one area, it's, 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 it's all over. Do you find this recruitment issue is affecting different areas more than others? Are there any discrepancies? Uh, Katrina, I don't know if you want to start. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the logistics play a massive factor um, as to how successful your recruitment campaign is at practice. The further west, I mean, I live in South Wales, as you can probably tell, um, but the further west you get here, once you pass Cardiff and Swansea, the further west you get, it's much more remote. So trying to recruit in this area is much more challenging, particularly for associates, because you've got to attract people to come this way. We've got a wonderful coastline, but there aren't a lot of city centres and great transport links out that neck of the woods. Um, and it's the same with the nurses, you know, it gets a little bit more difficult to travel in those areas. There's, there's plenty of opportunities. It's just getting people there. Cornwall is another area. Very, very difficult. The lovely peninsula. Um, my colleague Ian down south, he often tells me how, how his practices are struggling. Um, and I think it, it really does impact it. But I do agree with Emma when she's saying about creating your package and your brand, if it's if it's worthwhile, um, you have to stand out, don't you? Absolutely. For them to make that difference. There's so much competition. Um, and also another thing that we need to think about is, you know, yes, geographically, certain locations, hard to recruit areas, um, they've always been a challenge. Um, but... Also, when dental practices are already stretched, are already, you know, finding it difficult to meet the demands of the practice and the patients, but they're short-staffed already, then there's the ethical dilemma of the other team members that's not happy within that practice, that doesn't feel like they can, you know, develop or grow within that team, but feels like they just, they just are unable to move on due to the loyalty of the practice as well. Yeah. That we then... So as well as that, on top of that, we then have um, notice periods. So some practices have extended dental nurses' notice periods. Typically, uh, a dentist or clinician, associate dentist, would have a three-month notice period. Yeah. So if we're helping a dental practice that are looking for someone now, we'll, we'll start it now, but actually we're looking for three months before um, that transition. Um, so nothing in dentistry is immediate unfortunately it takes time and I know a lot of our clients are very uh, frustrated a lot of the patients uh, practices that we speak with are taking this very personally but actually this is you know this is a nationwide um, challenge that everyone's um, really struggling with um, also because you know 
with the day-to-day -day operation, the day-to-day -day running of the practice as well is is full-on. Recruitment itself is so full-on. Yeah. Um, so I guess there's lots of support networks. There's lots of different, um, you know, people that you can sort of turn to for um, extra support. It's lovely working with Practice Plan because they're super passionate in supporting their practices. Um, so I guess it's great to delegate and it's great to be able to um, share across some of those demands and some of those pressures where you can. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think I think that's it's important to, to acknowledge as well that there is, for the most part, obviously not everybody, um, a sphere issue when it comes to paying dental nurses. And I think a lot of the time pay is at the top of the list when it comes to their grievances. However, yeah. as you have both suggested there, um, you need to offer a package that, that, that perhaps goes beyond that. Um, there's demands that are being made now that aren't just about money, it's about work-life balance and, and all these other sort of benefits that, that come with it. Um, so, so my question now would be, because I think it would be quite nice for the listeners to perhaps take away something from the podcast that they could perhaps put into practice practically. Um, what would you advise now um, practices to be doing when it comes to recruitment? What, what do they need to do to stand out? Would you like me to jump in, Katrina? Yes, sure. Yeah, should I go first? Okay, definitely develop an employer brand. Definitely. Um, look at introducing incentives for your team. Don't look at quick fixes. Quick fixes can actually cost so much. Um, not just, I think, you know, the cost of a bad hire is about £12,000. By the time mm. that you've um, spent time training that person, but you also have to think about how... Um, much of an impact that can have on the other team members it's so important to get it right it's so important to find the right uh, person that um, for the dynamics of the practice and try to encourage that harmony across the whole team um, but also give people the opportunity to fully utilize their skill set um, really utilizes the resources that you have a lot of the dental nurse applications that we're receiving now, we get really excited because we're like, yay, we found one. But then we speak with them, they're disheartened and they feel um, like they don't want to nurse anymore. So they're looking for more admin positions like treatment coordinating or um, we've had practice managers that are looking to step down as practice managers to go into treatment coordinating roles. Because, I mean, I know for myself as a practice manager, I wasn't just a practice manager. I was, I was a receptionist, treatment coordinator, I was a dental nurse, I was an engineer. Um, I was a PA there's actually so much and I think when you're torn and you, you spread yourself too thin of course there's no way that you're able to um, facilitate your role um, as well as you could if you were just focused on that specific role so I think principal dentists especially need to um, be mindful of that I know it's a really tricky time in building a team I don't know of any practices currently that are, f are at full capacity with their team um, but I think the onus is on the principal dentist to um, try to introduce an employee uh, value proposition um, mm. and introduce wellness um, resources within their practice as well if they, if they don't have any I think everyone's feeling stressed um, so you know having that emotional uh, support as well is really important Gabby you mentioned that it's not just about the money again if you're on social uh, media a lot of the chat a lot of the comments is about pay the conversations that we're having pay is probably second or third on the list um, actually what people are looking for is the right leadership um, the right support and the career progressive opportunities yeah. and the work life you know work-life balance as well 
Yeah, I, I think, you know, you've, you've nailed it really, Emma. I think um, support with development is a big thing with, with the dental nurses and making them aware what is what opportunities you have at the practice for um, career development um, into other roles. It, you know, like you said, lifestyles have changed. We, we, we don't work um, as women as a, a second income for a household now. A lot of women are breadwinners in the family and supporting, you know, the home themselves. And um, they need to know that when they go into a job, there is an opportunity to grow and develop and progress. Not everybody wants to do that, but a lot of people do. Um, and just little, little, little thank you goes yeah, a long way it sometimes. Does. It really does. Um, it's so crazy that some, you know, sometimes people say that, the clinician that they've been working with all day doesn't even say goodbye when they leave. They just leave without saying goodbye, without saying thank you. And that, you know, it, it all adds up, doesn't it? Um, one other thing that I wanted to um, add is, you know, we're very much known for like our recruitment services, but through our consultancy services as well, when we are having conversations with these practices and they're saying, okay, we're looking for a treatment coordinator, I'm like, okay, let's look at your team first because if we're bringing someone new into this role you know you really have to be so considerate about what effect that's going to have on your other team members and consider opening that opportunity up to your existing team members first um, also in terms of the hiring and the cost of having a new person in and a new team member in if you are able to upskill and put someone on a treatment coordinator course then sustainability wise you know that you've got that person that's going to stay with you then for at least another couple of years because you've promised them that career development um, interestingly 40% of team members of, of new joiners that join um, any working uh, environment without the right training will leave within the first year that, that, that doesn't that doesn't surprise me um, to be honest with you I think you've made you've both made some really good points there um, about about what practices need to do to retain staff and recruit the right ones like we mentioned earlier um, I think one 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 thing I find quite not interesting is perhaps the wrong word but one thing I, I kind of want to put to you is that I know there are some practices now who are starting to offer quite high well quite significantly higher salaries for dental nurses to, to, to attract the right people because that is what the demand is leading to now right there's such a shortage that if you are not offering the right pay you are not going to bring in the right people um, and obviously if you're bringing in a dental nurse for 13, 14, 15 pounds an hour, but you already have some who are on eight, nine, 10 pounds an hour. How is that something that practices can balance out? Is, is because that, that can then obviously cause some internal issues in terms of the differences that they're being paid. Is, is Emma, like, how, how would you say that practices need to sort of tackle this one? Well, yeah, this is something that we spoke about before, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, in that the practice managers, uh, principal dentists are have this ethical dilemma as well, in that dental practice dental nurses aren't this is very dental nurse orientated this discussion i think we, we planned for it to be quite generic um but yeah so for dental the dental nurses that we're speaking with aren't looking to leave their practice unless a certain salary is met so we're having to say to them ethically a dental practice can't promise that salary because they've got other team members that have been there for years um that aren't on that salary so they can't just introduce that that new salary but what we're trying to um recommend is that 
dental practices have a clear pay scale for their dental nurses and say okay yeah. look you maybe start on this salary depending on experience or depending on training that's the that's the fairest way to be able to um i guess monitor and manage salary ranges because you're right gabby if someone comes in on 14 pound an hour and the dental nurses is only on say 10 or 11 then they are it's going to be a massive slap in the face to them isn't it Exactly. And, and then obviously yeah. that causing internal issues. And I think, Emma, we, you're right, this is very, at the moment, dental nurse orientated. But I think a lot of what is being said can apply to other roles as well. Um, Katrina, yeah, I mean, is there anything you'd like to add with that, perhaps on a more general? Well, yeah, well, sometimes it's about the, the perks that go with the job as well, because they can offset um, an element of expense to an associate or to a dental nurse, hygienist. So if there's, if there's parking facilities, you know, it means that they're not paying five, six, ten pounds a day to park their car. If there's um, lunch provided now and then by the dentist, you know, this, this is what we will do for you. Some practices will pay a contribution towards indemnity or towards GDC registration. I've got one practice that actually has... Um, somebody to come around and do massage for all the team oh, once every few months. Can you get me a job there? <laughs> <laughs> but it's all it's all about the culture as well, isn't it? You know, if you're driving a good culture and a good environment um in your workplace, um it, it ripples through and people talk and when an opportunity arises, that's the place I would love to go to work. So you don't always have to be paying the best, but you have to be driving the right behaviours and be seen to be treating everybody fairly and providing a really nice working environment for your team. Yeah, I think that's what everyone really asks for, isn't it, mm. when we go to work? Like, you know, you, you want to feel valued and you want to feel that you're, if, you're in a, if you're in an office or a practice or, or a working environment for eight, nine, ten hours a day, you, you yeah. want to be enjoying yourself and feeling like you belong there and that you have a purpose and you're being utilised to the best of your ability because, you know, we spend such a long such a massive part of our lives working to, to not enjoy it and to feel undervalued is just it, it it doesn't surprise me that there is a recruitment crisis in dentistry at the moment because it's been such a stressful couple of years and then chuck all the other stuff that was there beforehand as well it's just um it, it, it's, it's it's testing and I, I can't even begin to imagine what what some staff members have had to deal with well energy is really infectious anyway isn't it you know how it feels when someone walks into a room and they light up that room it picks yeah. everyone up yeah. if you've got someone you know the complete other end of the spectrum that doesn't want to be there that isn't happy mm-hmm. you can't not feel that yeah um and actually when we're working in such tight close-knit um environments you know, you know that has a that has a uh, effect on everyone. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think the last thing a dental practice needs at the moment, as well, is low morale. It's it's um, it's especially necessary at the moment, and to attract the right staff and to get staff that are coming in with a smile on their face, you need to make sure that you are uh, have a welcoming and, and and valued environment for them to to be in. Um, is there anything else that either of you'd like to add? I want to leave it on a positive note. I mean, I know that the last couple of years have been terrible for dental professionals. Um, I think dental nurses especially have really felt it in terms of pay and um, opportunities. But actually highlighting this issue is going to influence a positive change. We are seeing more training opportunities. 
um, more career progressive um, opportunities. We are seeing dental nurses receive a higher salary. And actually, though we're in the thick of it now, um, later on, when people are considering to train as a dental nurse, they're going to be like, this is such an amazing career path. Like this, this, There's so many different pathways I can take. The pay is fantastic. So we just need to do our bit now to share this message across to lots of all the uh, dental practices um, and guide them and support them on how to implement these, um, these positive changes. And let's, let's be real about it. There are brilliant, brilliant practices out there that people would love to go and work for. They just need to know they are there. Even myself, when I'm receiving these vacancies, like, I'm only half joking when I'm like, okay, can I, can I come away for you? Because it sounds absolutely lovely. I mean, yeah, Katrina, you uh, mentioned that massage that people get at the <laughs> I'm there, I'm going to send my CV genuine, across after we get off the call. <laughs> but um, thank you both so much for giving up your time this afternoon. Um, I think this is just just such a such a spoken yeah. about topic at the moment, and I think there's been some great great discussion here and some really good tips that that practices can go away with and, and put put into action. Um, so thank you so much. Thank you, thank you for having us. Pleasure. Thank you so much for having us.